Ask yourself a question. Do you know someone who has dealt with COVID-19? Could you say that in May or in September? It's just a simple way to understand that COVID numbers are rising across the Upper Cumberland. And in the last two weeks, the rise has been alarming. Sure, for many who get COVID, it will be short, quick, and not much worse than the common cold. But the risk is for something much worse. People of all ages, people who were the picture of health, are getting very sick. And it's happening right here in the communities we call home. We are all sick of hearing, talking, reading, worrying about COVID-19. Everyone wants to enjoy Christmas and New Year and do it normally. Family, friends, together like normal. But the risks this year are real. We're at a point where Cookville Regional and the other hospitals that serve the Upper Cumberland could be without space to care for people if we are not careful. The winter months are now upon us. It's already an incubator for sickness, and it could lead to devastating numbers. The holidays could be the match for that devastation. So our goal this morning is simple. We want to bring together the Upper Cumberland to hear from the experts and our local leaders and share the facts, COVID and the holidays. We begin at Cookville Regional Medical Center with the man who leads the infectious disease unit. Dr. Mark Pierce joins us. Dr. Pierce, from the place that we started nine months ago to where we are now, can you put in perspective kind of where we are with COVID-19 right now? You know, I think, honestly, we're where a lot of us thought we would be. Everybody knows kind of what the numbers are. 16 million Americans documented infected. The, pro- the, the probable real number is at least twice that, maybe three or four times that, because so many people that are infected aren't tested. Um, 300,000 deaths. Uh, you know, we're in Putnam County, we're running, I don't know, 15 or 20 percent positivity rate on everyone who's tested. If you recall, when this first started, we knew that it could just blow through our population and cause a lot of devastation. Most people don't really see that because they're not at the hospital or they maybe don't have someone personally who's been severely affected. But so many people now have lost family members. Um, Our hospital is almost one-fourth of it is COVID patients, and it's been that way for the last several months. So the idea initially with flattening the curve was that the numbers would be small enough that we could manage them at the hospital. And I think in, in that regard, I think we've been able to do that. There's been a lot of concern about it's been slowly gaining strength because people are getting tired of doing the social distancing. And I think all of that is true. I do think that the most important thing recently is the vaccine, which I think looks to be very good. And I think will be the ticket to getting us back to normal. So I think that really, in in a lot of ways, in spite of what everybody says, I think we're really where most ID physicians or most of the experts in the field really thought we would be at this point. And I don't think that's a a big surprise, to be honest. But at the same time, though the vaccine is there and the vaccine is starting to go out, people are letting their guard down when it's still going to be weeks, if not months, when most of us get the chance to get the vaccine. No, that's exactly right. And uh, it will continue if people, I think people are kind of, 
I think they're kind of, like I said, they're getting tired of the social distancing. They're not seeing a huge change in the people around them, except for those who've lost someone. And so I think that they're not being as careful. And you're right, it's going to, the next several months could be really, really bad. It's encouraging that the vaccine is going out to a lot of the more vulnerable people initially, those folks in the nursing home. That should help the hospital situation because most of, you know, the, the biggest number of patients hospitalized are those who are elderly or have other chronic medical conditions. So if those people get vaccinated, that will help. But it's still going to be very, very common. And you're right. It's going to be several months before things get closer to normal. I think we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. But between now and the end of the tunnel, it's going to get pretty dark. It is scary uh, when you see, for example, an outbreak in a long-term care facility and how quickly COVID spreads among senior citizens. And then because of other vulnerabilities, how quickly they become, uh, in in a lot of cases, desperately ill. Oh, that's exactly right. Um, You know, we, we don't, we've never concentrated that much as a nation on thinking about how flu spreads and how respiratory viruses spread. But this is what they typically do. And I think that the, what we have now suggests that COVID spreads like any other respiratory virus or flu, which means that when you have a vulnerable population, it can spread through them very quickly just from the kind of contact that we normally have with our close associates. You know, in a, in a nursing home, it can spread very quickly if, uh, if social distancing is not done. And even if social distancing is done, you know, Nobody does it 100% right all the time. It can still spread. And then when you see those patients get very, very sick, you know, it's very sobering. Dr. Mark Pierce is with us from Cookville Regional Medical Center. All right, so let's talk about the holidays. And all of us want to enjoy the holidays. And it's tough to understand that maybe you can't do the things that you normally do. What are the things that are, in your mind, most important for all of us to remember as we get ready for the Christmas holiday? The main problem is that when you bring people together who don't normally associate and you have someone, then you're widening your circle of, uh, of contacts. And so when you have a family that gets together and a lot of people that they don't normally associate with come, you know, close relatives, but people they don't normally see on a routine basis, if they come together and they act like they normally do, they sit around the table, they hug each other, they share drinks or whatever, one person can have early infection, be asymptomatic, and they can give it to most of the people there, or they can give it to a significant number of people there. And so as much as you want to do that, that's a very dangerous thing for people that are vulnerable. So you go see your grandparents, and you don't realize that you're incubating the disease because somebody at your work had it that you didn't realize and you weren't social distancing there. And so, or you went to some small party with just a few friends, but someone there hasn't been careful and they've got it and don't realize it and they pass it to you. Then you pass that to one of your vulnerable people in your, in your circle of friends or family. Um, that's the real danger. And so that's why it does make sense to limit the number of people that you gather with. And even when you, even when you do gather, you continue to try to social distance. That just makes good sense. As much as hard as that is to do, it is really the, the virus is more prevalent now than it's ever been. It continues to increase in the, in the population. So it's more prevalent now than it's ever been. Even though we have this uh, vaccine, nobody's been vaccinated. Nobody's been vaccinated enough yet to have immunity. 
So it is still very, very prevalent. Christmas comes, it's going to, it's going to, if, if nobody, if we're not careful, it will have, we'll have a much worse situation than we do right now in January. I'm thinking as you're talking, I bet most of us have in our family situations over the years gotten together for Christmas and then suddenly two days later, half the family is sick. And maybe that's just the common cold. Maybe it's the flu. Maybe it's a stomach bug. But we're talking about that same idea that now we're having to deal with with a much more serious uh, virus. Yeah, that, that is exactly right. And that's a very good analogy. Is that I think we've all experienced that where we get together as a family, and uh, especially if they have young children because they tend to spread respiratory viruses very easily. Uh, you know, I, I can remember when uh, when my kids were little, it seems like you stayed sick all the time because they'd be at Mother's Day out and they'd get something, bring it home. It's that exact same thing, but with COVID, the, the potential to get very sick is much, much higher, especially for vulnerable people. If you are going to be together, are there some simple things you can do? For example, I know at Thanksgiving it was mentioned that, you know, don't don't pour drinks like we normally would at, at a dinner, for example. Use individual drinks. Are there other simple things like that that can help? You know, as much as we've harped on it, it still makes sense. You you If you can't socially distance, you should still wear a mask. You should still do frequent hand washing. Obviously, you shouldn't, you shouldn't share utensils. You shouldn't share drinks. It'd be better not to have a not to have a single a single ladle that dishes out the food unless one person dishes it out for everybody instead of everybody else handling that ladle dishing out the uh, sweet potato casserole or whatever it is that you're using uh be better if one person dished that out to everybody else rather than everybody handling it um but you know a good again good frequent hand washing being careful not to drink after each other those things still work Dr. Mark Pierce, one of your colleagues said this week, if if we saw what he saw, we would never not wear a mask. You know, I think that's I think that's probably true. Um, you know, in the hospital, I can I now walk down the hall of our COVID unit, and you see every door has isolation equipment on it because every one of those patients is infected. You walk down the ICU, and, the, and one in, we have two wings in our ICU, one entire wing of our ICU full of patients, most of them on a ventilator. When you see an elderly person, someone who's 78, 80, 85, something like that, but who was otherwise healthy, now struggling for their life on a ventilator, it's very sobering. And it's sad because their family can't come visit them. They're isolated in there by themselves. Many of those people will die. Some will recover, but many will die. And, uh, you know, that's the, kind of, that's the kind of thing that you can't, if you've not seen it firsthand, you're living your life. You may know somebody who had a fever but then got over it. You think, oh, it's no big deal. Believe me, you walk into the ICU and you look around, you realize it's a very big deal. And, you know, a person who's 80 years old, a healthy 80-year-old, you know, they, may, they may well live another 5 to 10 years. But this illness can cause them to die, and they lose that time with their family and loved ones, and it's, it's very sad. Dr. Mark Pierce, as always, we thank you for your perspective. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to, to kind of share my thoughts, and uh, I, I just hope that everybody will, will take it seriously and will realize that this is something that is going to stop, and it's, it's just not that big a deal to be careful and to wear a mask and uh and you're doing it for other people. And, you know, 
hopefully our our country and our people have always done that. We've always worked to make things better for others. And I think that that's really what we should be doing now. Livingston Mayor Curtis Hayes joins us now. Mayor, uh, it is a uh, such a special time, but it's also right now a time where we can't let our guard down. A lot of us this time of the year, we kind of, you know, just want to relax and, and not do a lot. But we got we, we got to take this seriously right now. Absolutely. And this is the uh, jolly time of the year. But uh, unfortunately, uh, we're in a new norm where we have to be where we're taking precautions now. It does, though, feel uh, when you see these vaccines rolling as they rolled in yesterday into the state that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It's just going to take a little more time, though. Yeah, you know, certainly prayers have been um, answered about trying to get a a vaccine uh, for this COVID-19 virus. Uh, But unfortunately... um, here in Overton County, we've lost uh, 39 folks due to COVID-19. Um, we are back up over 200 active cases. Uh, less than two weeks ago, we was down uh, to 33. So a severe spike here in Overton County. I don't know if that is exactly what that's uh, due. Uh, uh, I think uh, some of the experts are uh, pointing at Thanksgiving and large gatherings at, at Thanksgiving uh, has uh, normally see these numbers two weeks after an event or a holiday where these numbers just continue to spike. And that, that may very well be the case here. Um, uh, but we're, we're, uh, we're thankful uh, for uh, only having 219. I know that other areas in the state of Tennessee and the upper Cumberland are quite a bit higher but uh you know we just had a had a major spike here with that thought in mind and with now here we are just days from christmas what's your message to residents of livingston and overton county about celebrating but also being safe you know we we just want everybody to to have a a merry christmas this is a difficult time but uh we're going to get through it Uh, uh, time will heal the vaccines uh, we'll, uh, start going out very shortly, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I've, I've got to say the same thing that I've been saying for the last six to eight months that social distance, uh, is a must, uh, facial coverings, uh, is a must, uh, and, uh, staying away from large crowds, um, it is a must, uh, you know, we're, we're in a new era. Uh, if you can call your groceries in and have them delivered, do that. If they can bring them out to your vehicle, do that. If you can uh, stay a little bit longer with carry out uh, at, at the restaurants, please do that. And uh, uh, and, and but you know, wash your hands. Uh, be in a crowd less than ten people. Take temperatures often. Uh, utilize and exercise social distance. And let's get through this pandemic to where we can get back to do the things that we enjoy in doing. And that's outside and enjoying friends and family and larger crowds and restaurants and movies and retail stores and things of that nature. But uh, 
Uh, right now, we are just uh, at a test of times here, and it's just unprecedented uh, what we're going through. So, uh, Lord willing and, and prayer, we'll have some vaccines uh, available for folks that want to take it, and uh, we pray uh, fervently uh, that they work and that uh, we can have a sense of normal this time next year for sure. Mayor, thank you for your leadership during this entire pandemic, and uh, we sure can't wait to be back doing the things that we enjoy doing in, in Livingston and Overton County very, very soon. Thank you. Let's say Merry Christmas to Jackson County Mayor Randy Hetty. How are you, Mayor? I'm doing great, and Merry Christmas to you, Mr. Stone. You know, there's uh, no more beautiful place than Jackson County during the holiday season in the courthouse square all lit up, and, uh, you know, kids are getting excited. It's it is such a special time of the year. Absolutely, uh, yeah. We're we're you know excited here about some of the things that we've uh, been able to do, and uh, uh, the courthouse is all decorated up, and, and so is the town uh, as best we can this year during this COVID year. But uh, uh, you know, it, it is a very special time of the year, uh, and exciting, especially for the kids that you just mentioned, and and even the adults. I don't know about you, but I'm one of those people, one of those adults that just love Christmas time. Well, somebody told me one time that uh, as long as you keep believing in the power of Santa and getting something in that stocking, it'll keep happening. And so that's that's the way I try to approach it. Amen. Amen to that. I, I like it. That's good. That's good. I think we're also seeing with the, the vaccine that arrived in the state on Thursday that the power of prayer works, doesn't it? Amen. It does. It does, Larry. And uh, I don't know how everybody else uh, feels about it, but uh, during this time more than ever, uh, this year, I meant more than ever. Uh, I think that we probably need to rely on prayer more than we ever have before. I know that me personally, um, you know, I, I've, I've had a prayer life, life myself. Um, as some may know or may not, I am also a uh, pastor of a local church, and uh, I probably leaned on prayer more in the last 10 to 11 months than I ever have in my whole life. And uh, and I, I probably more so right now uh, than ever. Part of the reason that we're visiting this morning is that, uh, you know, we are an interdependent Upper Cumberland region. Uh, people that work in Putnam County, for example, they may live in Jackson County or vice versa, or people that shop in Overton County, they may live in Pickett County or Clay County. And so as it relates to COVID, we've all got to work together to fight this thing. That's true, uh, and I agree. I couldn't agree more, and uh, I know that uh, there's a concern uh, about the hospitalizations, and I don't have a local hospital in Jackson County, and for most intense purposes, we are a bedroom community for Putman County, and I think most of the Jackson County residents uh, understand that. I know I do as a leader here in the community, and our hospital is Cooper Regional, and I know as the numbers climb, that's concerning to me because, uh, unfortunately, uh, we continue to have people who have heart disease and uh, lung disease and not just COVID-related, you know. Uh, they have other sicknesses and have need, and the, the more the hospital gets full, uh, you know, that, that creates a problem for everybody. What is your message to the residents of Jackson County that you serve every day, not just about COVID, but uh, about this special week that we're all about to enjoy? Well, this week is um, 
for me, as I say, stated earlier, it's one of the, uh, the best times of the year for me. It's time for uh, families uh, to get together and uh, enjoy uh, the gifts exchange, which uh, is representation of the greatest gift that was ever given, and uh, that is uh, salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, remembering that uh, the, re- the true meaning of the season uh, that our God, you know, loved us so much that He sent His only begotten Son. Uh, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So, um, you know, I want my residents to, you know, let's remember the true meaning of the season. Let's let's remember that it's a time to get together, but to be cautious and uh, let's just be safe and let's do the things that we need to do uh, to try to not spread uh, this horrible um you know, virus that that has come upon us as uh, mankind and uh, try to try to do it in a way that's responsible. Mayor Hetty, to you and your family, we wish you a very Merry Christmas, and thanks for spending some time with us. Well, we appreciate you, and thank you for your service to my community, uh, Larry, and I appreciate all that you do uh, up in the Cookville area, but also here in Jackson County. So appreciate you, and Merry Christmas to you, too. Putnam County Mayor Randy Porter is with us. When we're in this kind of a season, and, and there are so many things to be thankful for, and yet I know a lot of people, a lot of citizens of your community, they feel like that so many things have been taken away. What what are you trying to say to those who have that message when, when they talk to you? I, I think we have to look at the, at, the, at the positive side. There's a lot of positives that we have in our community. Uh, we we have our economies doing good. Uh most people have a job. There are some that, that, that are looking right now. Uh, the vaccine is, is here. Uh, I think uh, uh, we're going to look at the hospitals looking at starting it uh, Saturday morning to all of its uh, employees. We're looking at next week for the first responders and the nursing home patients. So there's a lot of positive uh, looking out. But most of the citizens right now, I think, have, have COVID fatigue We've been going through this so long, for so many months, uh, that that it's it's it becomes uh, it becomes depressive, and uh, and so folks are, are are looking to want to get on with their life. But the problem is, is right now uh, is is not the time to be letting your guard down. Uh, our numbers in Tennessee, across the state, are are up and setting records and and so we have to be real careful and use some common sense and the main thing you want to do is you want to keep your family's uh well-being and and health and safety at the forefront and uh, we can be cautious and 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 still be able to uh, celebrate the holidays but we got to make sure that we take care of our families first and foremost you have said something repeatedly that I think for all of us is a good message and a way for all of us to think, and that is that it is your job in part to protect Cookville Regional Medical Center. That is my, my top concern, of course, is protecting the citizens of, uh, of the county, but also the, the, the hospital has to be because we don't want to see our hospital get overloaded. The last thing we want to see is for the hospital not to be able to treat us or our family should we become sick or injured. So we watch that on a day-to-day basis uh, to make sure that, that they don't get overwhelmed. And the way that we keep that from happening is, and, it, and it's not a, it's not just a Putnam County problem, it's a, it's a region-wide problem. We've got so many counties in our region that do not have their own hospital or their own hospital doesn't accept COVID patients. 
So we got to look at it as a region. You know, you start looking at the numbers uh, at 40% or more of the COVID patients that have been treated at Cooper Regional are from some other county besides Putnam. So Putnam could be doing everything it can and the rest of the counties not be, and it's not going to solve the issue. So we have to look at this on a regional basis and, and make sure the hospital is taken care of. And we can do that by, you know, wearing our masks, social distancing, hand washing, all those things, and not getting together in groups and and, and all the things that, that we've been uh, told over the months not to do, if we'll all come together and work together as a region like we do on a lot of other things when it comes to economic development and other things, we can we can make sure that they're taken care of and 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 that we don't get into issues. And, and one other thing that, that we're pushing to everyone is making sure you're doing what you can personally to keep your immune systems good, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, all the things that the doctors are recommending to make sure that you keep yourself uh, uh, safe and, and healthy, uh, we're hoping everyone will, will do. And the other thing is, is if you get COVID, is getting treatment in the very beginning. There are some medications out there that the doctors can prescribe that will help make the, uh, make the symptoms much less and, and hopefully keep you from getting very sick with it. Finally, Randy Porter, what's your message as we approach uh, the most special week of the year, um, but a week like uh, none of us have ever experienced before? I think we have to have hope, Larry, that this is going to pass. This too will pass. But right now it's a very critical point for our, for our counties, for our state, for our country. This is not a just a Putnam County issue. It's a, it's a country issue. It's a worldwide issue. And I I hope that uh, everyone will uh, keep that hope, stay positive, but let's do everything that, that we possibly can to uh, to protect ourselves and our families. You know, a large percentage of the new cases we're seeing are where that families are getting together and parties and stuff. So uh, ask it, everyone, you know, use caution and, and think about, you know, uh, what you're doing and, and, and your family's well-being and health. And But at the same time, uh, we still want to celebrate Christmas and, and Christ's birth because that's that's what it's all about. And I just want everyone to to stay positive and to uh, keep hope that uh, this too uh, shall pass. But we got to do everything we can on our part to make sure that uh, that that happens. Putnam County Mayor Randy Porter, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you, Larry. To yours too. We are spending this hour today, here we are just a week from Christmas, focused on COVID-19. It's the last thing we want to be talking about, but it's important that the Upper Cumberland work together during these next several weeks to make sure we don't have a critical COVID outbreak. The work continues at Cookville Regional. CEO Paul Korth joins us now. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on this morning. How alarming is the current situation to you across the Upper Cumberland? Well, we're at some critical levels again. Um, we're very um, concerned about what's happened over the Thanksgiving holiday. We, we kind of predicted this. We knew that the surge would kind of hit, and um, it has, um, again, um, increased um, quite significantly over the past couple of weeks. We're all sick of this. We're all, we don't want to talk about it anymore. We don't want to hear about it. We don't want it to interfere with our holiday plans. And we all get that. And I'm sure you at the medical facility get that. But at the same time, 
there's a real risk here. That is correct, Larry. Uh, you know, we are all tired of it. We're extremely tired of it. We're extremely tired of seeing um, patient after patient coming in and our, our staff not being able to uh, do the things that they normally are, and that is take care of patients with, with some very, very good outcomes. We've had some significant um, difficulties with patients that have contracted this this terrible disease and tearing us, tearing us virus, terrible virus, and um, it's affected their lives in many, many ways as it has many, many of the family members that have been affected by this. One thing that's very encouraging is uh, the fact that with the vaccines that are becoming available and um, we'll be starting those very, very soon, you know, we think there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but we need to continue to do the things that we've been doing for the past several several months here and um, protect ourselves. If we don't, there's going to be serious outcomes. Yes, we do. We've got to really take it these next couple of weeks during the holiday seasons very, very serious. Um, you know, one of the things that I recently heard and recently read was you know, we need to do it. We need to do it this holiday season so we can have a holiday season next year. If we don't do some of the protective things that we need to do, if we don't start trying to gather in very small gatherings instead of large gatherings, and if we don't continue to wear our mask, and if we don't continue to social distance and wash our hands and protect ourselves, for many of us, there may not be a Christmas next year. And that would be one of the most saddest things that, that, that a family can face is not having their loved ones with them. It's going to be very disappointing this year to have to scale back and not have it. But I can't emphasize enough, we need to do that so we can have Christmases and other celebrations in the very near future. You know, I, I am, I'm hopeful that within the next few months that the vaccine will be available for all of our general you know, population to, to, to start getting vaccinated. And um, very shortly after that, we should start seeing some very positive turns with this. Paul, you see this every day in, in the work that you do. Maybe more importantly, you see it through the staff's eyes that try to take care of these patients. Our employees here, they're always, we're here to help people. And we're here to get them through a very difficult times. And, and, a majority of the time that happens where patients come in with certain illnesses or diseases and, and they walk out of the facility. But too many times with COVID, we're seeing patients that are not living through this, that are dying. And, and it affects our staff tremendously when two to three, four patients a day sometimes are dying and they've taken care of them for you know, upwards to 20, 30 days sometimes, and they've got emotionally involved in, in, in their care and trying to do everything that they can. It's very trying and very hard for our, for our employees to continue to do that. And, that. and that's why it's so important, I think, to try to get the message out to the, to the general population that, that this is very, very serious, that this is a virus that can be contained if we just do some of the right things, and that is we need to wear masks when we're in the public areas. We need to wear masks when we're in a setting more than one or two people. We need to only consider during the holiday seasons only gathering with family members 
of your immediate household, people that you're kind of in your inner circle, who you're with most often. The very difficult thing about this COVID-19 virus is we don't know, many people don't know they have it. And those individuals that do are the ones that are spreading it. And they don't even know they have it. And it's very, very unfortunate because then they're spreading it to the individuals that are getting extremely sick. And it seems, and you correct me if I'm wrong, that where it is spreading the fastest is in those situations where we let our guard down, like gathering with family and friends, like a birthday party, like a family reunion. It seems to be, you're right, Larry, that seems to be the, the, the bigger trend right now is is in those social gatherings where people are comfortable because they're with and around people that they know and love. Uh, the big problem with that is many, many of those people could be infected and we don't know it. Um, they could be walking around spreading it and we don't know it. And, and we think they look well. They're one of our family members. We're with them often and they're saying, oh, they're, they're not sick. Um, they don't have any signs or symptoms of this, but yet they could be the one. I'm, I am seeing more in the public that people are wearing their mask in public and in, in general store in stores and in restaurants and things. And um, that is a positive thing. But we need to make sure we take this to the next step. And those social events that we're having, if we're having weddings, if we're having receptions, if we're having birthday parties, I know it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to wear a mask. Sometimes it looks foolish, but masks do save lives. And if it can save one life, then it saved one life. It worked. Paul Korth is with us, Cookville Regional CEO. There's another part to this, and that is, and every one of us has seen or heard this, well, this is affecting senior citizens predominantly. It's not affecting those that are 20 years old or 40 years old or 50 years old. I know you've seen differently. I have. I mean, I I just received a text last night from a gentleman that's probably in his mid-40s. He told me he's on day 21 He's on day 21 with oxygen at home. He said, I've done everything possible to stay out of the hospital. And he said, luckily, I think I'm going to be staying out of the hospital. But here's a young, healthy individual in his mid-40s that is experiencing some very, very difficult problems with this. He's been on home oxygen for three weeks. And before that, he was working. He was up walking around. He was doing the normal day life stuff that he wanted to do and needed to do. And now he's, you know, for three weeks been almost one step away from being hospitalized and being very, very ill. So this is not just something that is hitting the elderly. It is hitting all ages of populations. Christmas in White County, or as we've been talking about, I'm dreaming of a White County Christmas. Denny Wayne Robinson joins us. And uh, Merry Christmas to you, sir. Merry Christmas. Hey, and I love that, that tagline there. I'm dreaming of a White County Christmas. Can I borrow that, or do you have that copyright? No, you, it, it came from your Chamber of Commerce. They came up with the ideas. You visited with young people, especially in kids. They're excited right now, and the, the area decorated for the season. Are people excited about Christmas? Yes, people are, are, are excited about Christmas. I, I've actually uh, uh, spent this week reading to some of our, our young kids, uh, reading Christmas stories to them, and, you know, and it, it kind of for that split split moment takes your mind off of, of, of how things are in the, in the real world real world to see their excitement and the in the in the gleam in their eye and their in the hope and their expectations it, it it 
So yes, it's 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 still alive and well. There's nothing that's quite like that, is there? Of the look in a child's eye. Here we are, a week before Christmas. That is that is so true. There is nothing like that. That that brings the uh, it brings the spirit out in everybody. What is your message to residents of White County as we get ready to celebrate this very very special week? Well, first of all, I'd like to wish everybody a, a Merry Christmas. But as we celebrate the celebrate this season and the reason for the season, we still got to keep in mind that there is that the virus is real, and we we need to take precautions to to stop the spread as as, as much as we can. White County Mayor Denny Wayne Robinson, as always, sir, we appreciate your help very much. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Let us say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to Fentress County Mayor Jimmy Johnson. How are you, sir? Thank you uh, very much, Mr. Larry. Well, we're well. We got our head above the water, and uh, uh, anytime we're up walking around, it's it, it's a good day. So here's the most important thing: Do you have your Christmas shopping done? No, sir. <laughs> So it's one of those situations where we all love this time of the year and we want to celebrate and we want to be with family and friends. Uh, what, what's your message to Fentress County residents about how to try to celebrate as safely as we can? Well, just uh, with all that's going on, of course, as usual, always be safe because one thing, you can't tell what the weather's going to be like up here on the Cumberland Plateau for one thing. But then in regards to our COVID, just uh, as we've been asking people in the past uh little bit and of course we're right now we're getting into the uh aftermath of your early christmas shopping and your and your thanksgiving holidays but i would just still advise people to uh social distance as often as you can uh if you're in a situation where you can't social distance you know uh wear a mask to protect yourself not and also not only yourself but also uh, uh your fellow people around you and uh just do your sanitizing and and we've had some good uh We've had some, like I said, though, of course, we've had good reports, and that's kind of like a wind shade up and down because of the holidays and such. But uh, uh, we've put a lot of faith in our folks here in Fentress County, and uh, and we kindly uh, are leaving it at the end to be self-responsible. And they've taken a good part of this and are doing well up here, of course, right now. It's showing uh, the holidays coming up and some uh, wind shade effects going up and down. But uh, we just want people to keep in mind that uh, – take the responsibility to uh, think about themselves and others and uh, do do what they need to do if they feel uh, uh, some type of sickness to be sure and get checked get your test done and and that way you'll even rest your mind that you don't you're not affected by the COVID. and certainly we want people to to think about those who have lost loved ones uh, to COVID. gosh there have been so many across our region that uh, have lost family and friends that's exactly right, and uh, in a small community like we're in, you know, you know mostly everybody that passes away, and uh, our condolences, which we've said several times, goes out to the families, uh, not only just, you know, any time of the year, but especially this time of the year. Mayor, we certainly appreciate uh, the chance for you to be a part of uh, this morning, and uh, we wish you a very Merry Christmas, and you and your family be safe. Just wishing everybody in uh, our whole up Cumberland family uh, a very Merry Christmas. Well, everybody's getting excited in Warren County. Christmas is just a week away. Mayor Jimmy Haley, it is hard to believe that we're just a week away. It is, and, uh, you know, New Year will be here before we know it as well. And, you know, there's great hope for better things uh, ahead now. 
I, I know it's concerning to you, and you're you're watching the numbers go up every day, and and just trying to figure out how to keep residents not only in your community but all over our region as safe as possible. Yes, there's you know there's a lot of folks that you know that commute to work and commute to school, and and um, so there's a lot of people going back and forth across our our borders. We're just one region, and so the Upper Cumberland has been. You know, one of the hot spots for uh, for several weeks now, and uh, we are concerned. Of course, I've had a face mandate in place, and and some people follow the guidelines, and some people don't. But we just keep on encouraging people to do the right thing. We're all in this together, and uh, you know, and there is some light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccines coming. Mayor, what is your message to the to the residents of Warren County as we prepare for Christmas week? Just as uh, as Warren County Executive, you know, I just want to wish all of our residents good tidings of joy to take care and be safe during this serious, serious health challenge that all of Tennessee, all of the nation, and all the world is facing, and that there is great hope ahead and for a happy new year and for better things to come. Our goal this morning is simple, to spend a few minutes before the holidays get here in full force and talk about the importance of COVID-19 and what all of us can do to protect our entire region. There is a new treatment at Cookville Regional Medical Center that was announced this week. Dr. Lee Taylor from Cookville Regional is with us. This is a treatment that is available to those most susceptible to being hospitalized with COVID-19. First, you have to have not been hospitalized, as we've talked about. Second, you have to have a positive COVID test. The PCR is the one we're recommending and you have to have been symptomatic for 10 days or less. Then you have to fall into one of the following high-risk approved categories. You have to be 65 or older, period. No other qualification on that patient. You have to have what's called a BMI of 35. That is um, significantly overweight for your height. That's a, a single category, irrespective of your age. You have to be under the care for, of a doctor for diabetes mellitus, irrespective of your age. You have to have chronic kidney disease, like your own dialysis, irrespective of your age. You have to either have an immunosuppressive disease or be receiving immunosuppressive treatment. An example would be you're getting chemotherapy a month ago for a cancer, or you're taking a lot of steroids for a particular disease. If you do not meet any of those, Larry, at all, if you are 55 or older and have one of the following, you are qualified. One, cardiovascular disease, very broadly defined, high blood pressure, or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. That's a lung disease, sometimes called emphysema, that you get after you, usually after you've smoked a lot. So those are the, the risk factors that are uh, in play with this particular treatment that is available now at Cookville Regional Medical Center. Dr. Lee Taylor is with us. All right, so let's talk about how I would get access to this. So let me give you a couple of examples, if I could. So, Dr. Taylor, I am, I'm 65, and I have started today uh, with a fever, feeling some of those symptoms that we have become commonly aware of as it relates to COVID. The first thing I need to do is get a test, correct? Yes, sir. And once I get a test and it is back positive... What do I do next? You have two options, sir. If you already have an established doctor, you can go to him with the exam, and we have sent these qualifications out 
to multiple doctors in the area. You can go to your physician, and if she or he will fax in the qualifying information to you, and I can give you the number, I think you've got it, if they'll fax in office notes saying Larry has a, he's short of breath, he's coughing up some pus, he's got a fever, here's his positive test. They've got to send the test results. They have to fax in your information, your demographics, how we can reach you, and a note from them. And then the doctor also has to uh, prescribe the medication for you. We have sent the order form out to many, many doctors in the surrounding community. They fax it in. And then we call you, Larry, at the number provided by your doctor and tell you to come in and we give it to you on an outpatient basis. The drugs actually administered at the hospital on an outpatient basis. That's option number one. Now let's say that you do not have a doctor or you call the doctor who's quite busy and he can't get you in. Because remember, Larry, we have to give this to you in less than 10 days after symptoms start and the earlier the better, Right. So the other option is you don't have a health care provider, you can't get in timely, um, or some people are scared to prescribe it. You can go to our urgent care center at 340 North Cedar, immediately behind the hospital. The staff over there have been trained in how to do the screening for this test. They're open seven days a week, 12 hours a day. They will do the screening, and if you fit the categories, Bring your test result. If you're in the category to receive the drug, they will send the information over to the hospital, and we will call you and get you in. And we're trying to get everybody in the next day, if we can, the next day after the information is, is faxed in. Dr. Lee Taylor from Cookville Regional with us. We will talk much more about this treatment this weekend, today in the Upper Cumberland, right here. We hope you'll listen. Final word this morning belongs to Cookville Mayor Ricky Shelton. Mayor, good morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, appreciate uh, appreciate you having me on for a minute. You know, it's uh, when I, when I think of Christmas, I think of you because of uh, the the fun events that we've had at Dogwood Park over the last several years and the magical light show, which, by the way, is is still going on. And that's one of those great opportunities that we can take advantage of and social distances to to go down to Dogwood Park at night and and enjoy the tree. Well, that's exactly right. You know, we had to modify our uh, our traditional uh, Christmas tree lighting and celebration service. We did it virtually, but the, as you said, the the Christmas tree uh, is lit, and um, and the music and light show plays each night at five, six, seven, eight, and nine at the top of the hour. It lasts about fifteen minutes, and and you're, you're outside, and you can certainly uh, your family can go down there and enjoy that, and and still be able to, um, to to celebrate the parts of Christmas that that, that we want to and, and, and do it responsibly. And I, I know that's what we're talking about here. You know, I think that's kind of the key, Ricky, is that this is not going to be a Christmas like any other. It's going to be different. There are things we can't do, but it's not as though every part of the holiday celebration is gone. There are still mm-hmm. things we can do to celebrate this most joyous time of the year. That's right, and 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 certainly no one saying or should they say canceling Christmas or canceling things, but just do do the things that you want to do to to celebrate the season and celebrate the, the reason for the season as we talk about, but but do it responsibly and and so that you can protect yourself and your family. You know, my um, my wife's family tr- traditionally there's a we have a very large gathering of fifty or sixty people and. Rather than do that this year, 
uh, one night this week, we went down to, to their house and it was just our family and, uh, my mother-in-law and, and father-in-law. And, and we were able to do that, you know, outside and, and had some, some hors d'oeuvres and, and, and visited and, and celebrated. So they're doing that individually with each, um, each of the, uh, the children, like the, each of the kids like that. And I thought that was a really great idea. And so again, just encouraging folks, see your loved ones and take care of your lo- loved ones, but do it responsibly and do it, um, and, and protect each other so that, you know, the virus is, is still spreading. We're, we're thankful that the vaccine, we're, on, we're, we're almost here with the vaccine. Obviously, it's, it's, it's starting to be distributed to healthcare workers and first responders. And then probably, um, you know, the first quarter of the year uh, will be made, made more available to the general public. And, and so until we, until we get that, we just, everyone really, really needs to be uh, super careful. You know, I can't imagine that there are many communities in America that have gone through collectively what the city of Cookville has gone through this year, and yet people are thankful. That's exactly right. And, um, and, and you know, this is the time of year that we do celebrate our blessings and we do celebrate uh, the, the season and, 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 and our family and, and so many things like that. And so we want to do that. You know, our, our community's been been devastated this year. Uh, on top of what everyone experienced, which is you know the pandemic, we also had the tornado and you know the 19 souls uh, lost and uh, almost 100 people that were injured and f- almost 500 homes and structures destroyed and and all those folks. You know, uh, so so we do have so much to be. Uh, thankful for that, uh, even though it's different and it's um, not what we wanted, we're still, um, we need to celebrate uh, those things that we're thankful for and, and the blessings of life and, and Christmas and, 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 and the birth of our Lord. And so, um, you know, that's certainly what my family and I will do, and, and I encourage others to, and, and just be as safe as you can with your family. Cookville Mayor Ricky Shelton, thank you for spending this hour with us. It's no fun to talk about COVID. We're all done wanting to think about COVID. What we need to do now is come together and get through these next several weeks. There is finally a light at the end of the tunnel. From our family to yours, Merry Christmas.